Hey, everybody. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking with Mahesh Shetty from ILE. He is an institutional buyer. Really cool conversation we're going to have about the state of the market for institutional buyers as a whole. Got to listen in. Welcome to the Property Management Mastermind Show with your host, Brad Larson. Brad owns one of the fastest growing property management companies in San Antonio, Texas. This podcast is for property managers by property managers. You'll hear from industry leading professionals on best practices, new ideas, success stories, and lessons learned. This is your opportunity to learn about the latest industry buzz surrounding property management, as well as tips and strategies to improve your business. Need a repair at 2 a.m.? Easy does it. Easy Repair coordinates maintenance and nothing else and takes after-hour maintenance calls for property managers, working with your property management software so you can see exactly what Easy is doing without leaving your own software. From Las Vegas, Nevada, our full-time maintenance coordinators will dispatch your work orders directly with your vendors. Give us a call at 800-488-6032. Or visit our website, EasyRepairHotlineLLC.com. If you are looking to enhance your tenant's movement experience, cut down on phone calls or emails to you or your staff regarding utilities, then you must connect yourself, your team, and your tenants with Citizen Home Solutions. Citizen Home Solutions takes the hassle of utilities off your hands and your tenants. Best of all, we do it for free build us into your tenant benefit package. Oh, and start benefiting from our revenue share program. Yes, we pay you a quarterly commission on specific services your tenant opts into. Want to know more? Give us a call today at 877-528-3824 or visit pmcpartner.com. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Property Management Mastermind Show. I'm your host, Brad Larson. Now, today's guest, I've got Mr. Mahesh Shetty coming at us. Now, he is an institutional buyer working with ILE and a fantastic organization. All of these are good things for the property management industry because we're seeing professional owners come into the space that's offering us as managers lots of benefits. We're providing each other a fantastic service. And it's a pleasure to have this level of gentleman on our show. He is a CEO at a very high level dealing in billions, billions of dollars. And it's a really pleasure to have him. It's a, it's a privilege to have him on the show today. So without Mr. Uh, without ado, further ado, I'd like to introduce Mr. Mahesh. Have him give us a few minutes of his time, tell us who he is and what he's doing, and we'll go from there. How are you doing? I'm good, Brad. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I've really enjoyed working with Rentworks. You have a terrific team of people. I have to tell you, you know, there is not a single person in my organization and doesn't say, a good thing about your team and what you guys are doing out in the market. So thank you. Um, a quick introduction to ILE Homes. Um, we are uh, we started two years ago. Our background is primarily hedge fund, private equity, institutional investment in real estate, and we always liked the single family rental space. So when we started two years ago, what we did was we collected talent. So our team collectively has over two hundred years of experience. We have um, either bought, renovated, or managed over 10,000 homes. And in commercial real estate in general, we have over, uh, we have conducted transactions exceeding $3 billion. And you know, all that is to say that, is that we are with a lot of gray hair, if you will, and experience and no, wanting to do the right thing by our property managers and by the tenants who are our customers. And I think what we look for in the market is to develop close relationships 
with property managers like RentWorks who have a deep understanding of the local market are able to guide our investment decisions correctly. At the end of the day, our goal is to create a tenant-centric model. If the tenant is not happy, we are not making money. The property manager is not making money. So our goal is to collectively be on the same page where the tenant comes first, and then we are all here striving to make the tenant's experience better. In, in, so what we do, every property that we buy, we renovate it you know, to make it as new. We put you know, new, new appliances, new HVAC, you know, new water heaters, uh, you know, granite countertops, you know, very applicable, new flooring. So essentially what we are wanting to do is when the, when the tenant comes in, they have a very good experience. And they stay with us longer because we are providing a quality product. The larger mission behind a company is to create wealth and do good. I mean, I think we can all agree, you know, the U.S. is the best country to be in from doing business, doing, you know, the environment that we all operate in, and we all blessed to be here. But we also have the obligation and the responsibility of giving back. And I think our team um, takes that very seriously. So our goal longer term is to create a framework where we are able to give back uh, to the community, whichever community that we are working on. Um, we are aggressively buying properties in different markets. We are in Texas, we are in Florida, and we are in Nashville. Before the end of the year, we expect to be in seven other markets. Um, you know, before I end the conversation with Brad today, I'll be able to give you our telephone number and an email address so you can reach out to us if you have any portfolios, et cetera, that you want to sell in any of the given markets. So thank you, Brad. That's a quick introduction of ILE. No, great stuff. I appreciate you doing that. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on was to help convince people that the institutional buyers are not necessarily the boogeyman, right? And and so what I'm talking about is there's institutional buyers that want to do the good things. They're real people like Mahesh and his team. Uh, they're doing it at a, at a scale that maybe not as giant as Zillow or some of the others, but they're still doing it at a very high level. And we have a great relationship together because guess what? We only have to deal with one or two points of contact to manage 10, 50, 1,000 homes, whatever that institutional buyer has. They're not so much concerned about the color of the drapes and the exact school district. They're more concerned with uh, just making sure the tenant is happy. When the repairs need to be done, they either have their team that can do the repairs that they've already hired and or they're very quick to approve repairs, meaning that you can get things done quickly where you're not going to run into a roadblock with a private owner that says, uh, I want three bids before we change the air conditioning filter out. And uh, so we're not going to run into that. Now, I got to back up a little bit, give you a side story. So we tried to get on this podcast yesterday. We just had some technical technical difficulties. And it reminded me of a story of when I was in the Army. And this is going to be a long, boring story. But we got to fill in some of this because, you know, Mahesh is, you know, he's, he's a CEO. He's got lots of time on his hands. I'm sure he's more apt to want to hear these boring stories from me in my Army days. But I'll make it quick. And so we're on a weapons range one day. And there's a signal officer in the tower and down shooting gunnery was the battalion commander a gentleman very much like a mahesh where he's a ceo level that's what battalion commanders are like they're very important people and mahesh was having technical difficulty yesterday so it reminded me of the story so the battalion commander couldn't get 
through his headset and get on his headphones and they weren't working correctly. And there's the signal officer up in the tower, maybe, you know, a few hundred yards away saying, well, sir, all you got to do is change out your headset and do this and do that. And the battalion commander, again, very much like a CEO, says, I don't change out headsets. I change out signal officers. Get your butt down here and fix it. <laughs> and so it reminded me of, of, the, of the value of Mahesh's time. And so we did our very best to try and get his, his, the situation fixed. But, hey, we're on today talking about good things in the world. And so I want to lead that into potentially going on a nice little fun topic we've we've challenged ourselves with a discussion point here several times so mahesh what do you think of zillow and what's going on with them interesting question i think you know zillow is an example of you know where a hubris can comes before knowledge I, I think it's a great example of a company that had all the tools at the disposal but in the in the rush to deploy money they made bad decisions. And then because they made that bad decisions, then they had to turn around and shut the business and, and it put about almost 3,000 employees out of work. You know, I think it's a good company. They have some solid, great technology, but I think in the space that they, they operated in, specifically in buying the homes, they ignored their own uh, data and bought homes so greater than it was worth. And in a, in a manner of speaking, they also helped elevate the inflation and the house prices because there's somebody else out, out there in, in this particular case Zillow was willing to pay more than anybody else was paying so I think it created a, a kind of an artificial you know inflation in the marketplace and that they operated in and I think um, the the CEO I have to give him a lot of credit he made an incredibly brave decision I mean you think about when you have a company which has got $10 billion in revenue and $6 billion of that comes from the home buying business and you shut it down, you are a brave man. And I have to give him a lot of credit, incredible courage in order to make the decision because it is the right thing for Zillow and the right thing for the shareholders. But in the meantime, they created a lot of havoc in the marketplace. So I think it's a good lesson to be learned. For everybody out there, you cannot get ahead of your skis when you're growing. It's an important facet for us, too. It's a big lesson to our organization, too. We, we're growing fast, but we have to grow, you know, well within what we're capable of. We don't want to get over our heads, if you will. A couple of things I wanted to talk about, too, while I brought you on is, one, people need to understand that you are an industry leader. So you spoke at the IMN conference just recently in Austin. This is four or five, six months ago. And you had a pretty good discussion points. And so they're bringing you up there for a reason. Tell us a little bit more kind of what's what that presentation was about and how you see that. Have any changes come about from that? We want to kind of give me a quick synopsis of what that presentation was like at IMN, what you had to talk about. Yeah, and I think the you know a lot you know it's in the institutional segment itself. You know our way of looking at a property is radically different from a single a property owner. You know you know most homeowners, just at the if you think about the universe of single family rentals, right? Almost about ninety seven percent of that is you know mom and pop owners. Only three percent is institutional. I know there's a lot of media about the institutional ownership but at the end of the day it's only about three percent you want to you know in order to get perspective you want to compare that to the multifamily space and the multifamily space almost 55 percent of 
the uh, uh, um, uh, sector is controlled by institutions. It could be life insurance companies, hedge funds, private equity, et cetera, et cetera. So I think what the institutions are doing in this single family rental space is essentially bringing the sophistication, the system, the processes, et cetera, to make the sector better. And I think it's getting better. We know what the price is going to be because we've had the experience of doing multiple repairs in that particular market. So when you give us a bid, we already know it's fair. We don't, we're not going to waste your time because the tenant does not have uh, a service that is important for their happiness, then we are not doing the right thing by them. So we want to make sure it's taken care of correctly. So we are very good at that. So, and we also do a lot of analysis of what the market should be in order to make sure that we're charging a fair rent to our, to our tenants. We are upkeep on our properties is significantly greater. We do not expect the tenants to suffer through not having the proper utilities, proper appliances, et cetera. We don't expect them to kind of kind of just suffer through it, if you will. We are very focused on delivering a proper tenant experience. So I think the institutional way of management is, um, you know, in our opinion, a lot better than the traditional mom and pop owner because we don't waste anybody's time. We are there to serve the property manager. We realize at the end of the day, the property manager is a front in the front lines working with the tenant. If we don't take care of the property manager, we're not taking care of the tenant. So property manager's call comes up and they tell us to jump and our question is how high? You know, so that's Love kind it. of the way that we, from an institutional perspective, that's what we look at. If you are looking to enhance your tenant's movement experience, cut down on phone calls or emails to you or your staff regarding utilities, then you must connect yourself, your team, and your tenants with Citizen Home Solutions. Citizen Home Solutions takes the hassle of utilities off your hands and your tenants. Best of all, we do it for free. Build us into your tenant benefit package. Oh, and start benefiting from our revenue share program. Yes, we pay you a quarterly commission on specific services your tenant opts into. Want to know more? Give us a call today at 877-528-3824 or visit pmcpartner.com. Yeah, and the key point there is the institutional buyers as a whole are only encompassing roughly 3% of the market. So you got to understand, folks, it's it, they're not taking over the world. They are contributing to what we do as an industry by actually setting us up for success, meaning that just like what Mahesh talked about on a repair, on a tenant experience, is a tenant happy? The more that we have of those out there, the better reputation property managers get, because this is a this is an interesting world we're in, where seventy percent of the homes that are out there for rental properties are still being self managed by the individual landlords who don't answer the phone, who don't do repairs, who don't do the right things, and it gives the whole industry a bad name in in theory, but not, not you know it just kind of depends on the situation. So one of the things I wanted you to talk about, Mahesh, too, was. You have a buying box, and this is fascinating stuff to me because it's all these different numbers and equations. I know this very, it may vary by market. It could be different in Atlanta. It could be different in Dallas or Houston or wherever. Uh, but I want you to talk about just conceptually what that buying box is. So when you guys are out there looking for homes, you want it to meet a few criteria. Give us a few minutes on that. Yeah, so uh, you're right. Uh, so the buying box is a function of, you know, what can we afford to buy in a particular market? So our exam, our 
uh, a product niche, if you will. We are in what we call the bluish white collar space. You know, the police officer, the school teacher, the nurse, the restaurant manager, the hotel front desk manager, where the husband and wife both are, you know, working, the dual income, uh, they, you know, and they can afford the the rent, but may not have the wherewithal to go, you know, buy a house. Not yet, they will, you know, give give them a couple three years and be able to do that. So we are the proverbial bridge between a multifamily apartment where you don't want to bring up a family and owning your own house. So the, we are the the pathway to ownership. So I, when we look at a home, we look for the gross yield. What does gross yield mean? Gross yield is a total rental income of the property divided by the purchase price. We look at, the, that's one factor we look at. The other thing that we look at is the cash flow. We don't buy any properties which is not cash flow positive. When I say cash flow positive, I mean after paying the expenses, after paying the de debt service on the property, it has to be cash flow positive. Number three, we look at age. We don't want to buy properties which are very old, in our case, you know, older than 1980, because the plumbing in those uh, homes are a little, little bit different, and we run the risk of having a major plumbing crisis that we don't they don't want and don't like. So we try to minimize the uh, the pro problem by trying to buy newer homes in our portfolio. And then, uh, in in terms of the you know uh, the 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 uh, you know because we're making it as near, we also go into very solid, stable neighborhoods. We're Closer to schools, safe, people don't have to worry about bringing up a family. Because when you have children, the most are, you know, as we evolve as adults, you know, we go from, you know, from whichever stage of life you're in. But when we're adults and we get married, then our responsibility and focus focuses on the children. And we have to take care of the children's welfare. Our homes are geared to give that homely, home, you know, the homely feeling and allows the couples to prepare for their own home ownership experience. So that's kind of what we look for overall. Does that answer your question, Brad? It does. And so it leads me into another different question. Uh, that's a great way to say that, huh? It leads me into a different question of an open-ended discussion where we talk about this a lot. We think this is one of the newest, hottest trends in coming in the next 12, 18 months, or even the long time future, is the build-to-rent model. Now, you're doing... You're, purchasing pre-existing homes. And so I want you to talk about your perspective or your involvement with any sort of build to rent to kind of give us some more knowledge about what's going on in that space. On the, on the build to rent model, you mean? Is that, is that the, you know, is that, um, so I think the our approach to uh, buying homes. So we buy scattered sites home, meaning we buy homes in neighborhood, existing neighborhoods, and not in, in a ground up development. And, I, and our philosophy is very simple. I think the ground up development properties are good, but every property in that neighborhood is rented. So we feel that over a period of time, um, you know, that property is not going to appreciate as much as a property in a stable neighborhood. That's one. Number two, the builder, because it is so difficult and so expensive to buy land, we prefer, you know, we feel that the commuting distance between a built to rent um, development and um, uh, the downtown job market or whichever job market is going to be substantially greater than buying a home in a home in a stabilized neighborhood. And therefore, we feel that the combination of long distances 
and the um, you know the potential of lower appreciation on a you know fully rentable community. Uh, you know, uh, we we prefer to be in stabilized neighborhoods where there's always going to be a demand for homes, uh, demand for good schools, et cetera. So we feel that that is a better play for us longer term. And that makes a lot of sense because I know you guys have analyzed these things at a very high level. Uh, you have lots of smart people that you're working with. You have lots of consultants that you've worked with before to get you this data and to create those decision points. Everything you just said about the difference between purchasing pre-existing homes in an established market neighborhood make a lot of sense in addition to and or in contrast to the build-to-rent neighborhood, which is 45 minutes from the city center versus somebody who's 15 minutes from the city center and they're surrounded by primary resident-type homes. And it's an interesting uh, way to look at it because uh, the builders love the build-to-rent model, right? They, they make more money. They kill it when they sell those things. And I, I'm, you're, I have your attitude about that because we don't know what it's going to look like in five years or 10 years. When everybody in that entire neighborhood is renting, how well are they going to put money into it? How well are they going to make improvements? Are they even going to keep the yards up? Are they going to keep the, are they going to plant trees? I mean, you know, just things like that that make an established neighborhood with primary residents uh, nicer, more desirable, and they appreciate better. So that's an interesting discussion. Uh, so what I want to do next is, you know, there's going to be some people that are interested in learning more about ILE and the opportunity to work with you in different tertiary markets or different mainstay markets. Uh, how would they be able to reach out to you and research who you are and what you do? Give us a few minutes about uh, best way to reach you. Uh, so our, our um, you know, our, we have an acquisition team in uh, different markets, but our uh, telephone number is 855-ILE-1547. That's a direct number to our organization. You can also reach us by email at info at ilehomes.com. Both of those work. You can also call me directly on my cell. It's 214-415-3057. You can call me anytime. You know, if you have a portfolio, if you, if you want to be us to be in a particular market. Uh, so currently we are in um, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, uh, Austin, Nashville, um, Huntsville, Alabama, Tampa, Florida, Atlanta, Orlando, Jacksonville, uh, Kansas City, Oklahoma City, and Tyler, Texas. So those are markets that we are in. If you guys are, you know, if you want to reach us, you know, we have another five or six markets that we identified that we'll go into in the second quarter of this year. But we are. This is a market that we are in, so we are very happy to entertain any opportunities in those markets. Yeah, your plan is for growth. I know you guys have some big plans for some big number growth, and I think you're going to do great doing it. It's really interesting to see how many markets you can get into. Now, obviously, you've some you've avoided, you know, for whatever reasons, geopolitical or just financial reasons. Uh, but but some the ones you mentioned have been the hot growing markets in this whole population shift that we are seeing now with for whatever reasons you want to throw out there that obviously people are moving around the country for different reasons and it's creating a lot more demand in some of those markets that you mentioned so i appreciate your time today mahesh it's been a really cool conversation uh, i respect a lot what you guys are doing it's really neat to see and it's also a, an opportunity for us to elevate the industry as a whole working together appreciate what you're doing and let's stay in touch thank you thank you brad appreciate it 
Find Digs makes your leasing process lightning fast and 100% fraud proof straight from the applicant's phone. Find Digs not only instantly verifies income by connecting directly to bank accounts without any documents uploaded, but also uses 3D selfies and facial match technology to perform complete fraud-proof bank-grade identity verification, allowing property managers to process applications in under an hour. For more information, check out their website at www.findigs.com or reach out to Henson at Henson at findigs.com. This has been a podcast episode by propertymanagementproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us feedback, and come back for our next episode.